Oh, hello. I didn't see you come in. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I haven't shaved my uh, my sorry excuse for a soul patch in a while, so it is sticking straight out of my face, and it keeps uh, touching the microphone and tickling me. <laughs> Charming. It is. It's also very ticklish. All we right. should just post this. It would be the most life avant-garde <laughs> podcast. Just roll the M. That's it. Mm-hmm. Be like, wow. So, uh, so say something funny for the beginning. No. Up and overcast. Episode 18, and it don't know what it wants. The continuing story of two geeks of a certain age still finding out about each other after a quarter century of friendship spent mostly separated by most of North America. I'm Scott Horn, and the next voice you will hear belongs to William Cooper. How's it going? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Got a little bit of a got a little bit of a throat thing going on tonight, but uh, <laughs> I think it'll be okay. <laughs> wow, I don't know what you're doing, but I got some on me. I was drowning. <laughs> <laughs> That's how powerful that noise was. I have to go take a shower. Yes. I heard you tinkle a little bit there in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I got this little. This little keyboard here, and he makes some noise. It's nice. I missed it last time. Oh, that's moody. Um, uh, do you know? Uh, yes. Do you know? Um, uh, Nut Brown Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> I can play a little bit for you. <laughs> Do I know? Wait, your your question was, do I know Nut Brown Maiden? Yeah, you, yeah, I can play a little bit for you. Uh, sure, why not? No, I can't. No, I, apparently I've forgotten. That is song one from the first piano songbook I ever tried, uh, lesson book I ever tried to learn piano from. Really? And and the song was called Nut Brown Maiden? Nut Brown Maiden. Yeah, look it up. Hmm. Yeah. There's, you said that and there were just so many levels of just inappropriateness <laughs> there. I didn't know where to go. My brain hurt. Nut Brown Maiden just sounds so wrong at so it's many not. levels. It's not. <clears throat> hmm. That was your first song, though. That seems kind of a well. It's lesson. Of, it's uh, lesson one in the uh, piano uh, lesson book that we had. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, and uh, that's where I stopped. So, but I still know that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's great. That's going to be quite a career for you. <laughs> yeah, an entire now. album of 
<laughs> Nut Brown Maiden remixes. <laughs> so, oh, we got any follow-up or anything for this? <clears throat> well, um, I think you had some follow-up. Did you yeah, Did you not? Let me look. Oh, yeah, I think I want item. Uh, I'd forgotten to mention, I was talking last week all about this adventure we had, uh, this vac- this vacation that went awry. Mm-hmm. And I forgot to point out that really... We had a trooper with us. We had uh, our murder van with us. We had the uh, 2003 Grand Caravan. And it just really pulled us through, you know. It was just no problem. Just windstorm, fine. I'm fine. You know, it's just, I'm going to get you home. Don't even worry about it. (laughs) And it's always like that with that thing. It just... You know, it's just, we, we completely maltreat it and ignore it. And uh, <laughs> every time there's a crisis, it gets us out of it. That's great. Yeah. Um, kind of strikes me. You don't suppose that it, you know, it just, it mur- had murdered some people in the dark at the lodge and <laughs> it cut, was trying to and get cut away. cut the power? <laughs> yeah. I mean... You know, mysterious mm. power cuts and alarms going off, and you then know. the murder van is like, oh, yes, I'll get you home. No problem. Let's go. It was on the complete other side of the parking lot when we came out to get in it. <laughs> you see? Yeah. I think someone's been a little busy. Mm. But yeah, you know, I felt that way about, I, I we drive a Subaru now, but I felt that way about my old Ford Taurus until it literally fell to pieces it just, it just, I would do anything. Mm-hmm. I could just ignore it for however long, and it would just be like, I'll do anything you want. And then just kind of like at the end of the Blues Brothers movie, it just... <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Yeah, we, we had a, a long drive um, to Oregon when this thing was fairly old and got back, and it was it sounded a little strange, and uh long, long drive, and I took it into the, to the garage, and they said... Uh, Oh yeah, you're uh you're you're what is it? Was it the crankshaft? It's gotten completely chewed up in here. You're you're lucky this thing drives at all. <laughs> what how what did you drive from? Oregon? Oh my god, you're you're lucky you're still alive. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. So yeah, I uh I, I love that thing and uh so I have uh, I completely understand. <laughs> my uh follow up, I forgot to tell you this. Uh I when I went to the game, um, the place that we played the games was the place that we went to for Crab Fest. Oh, okay. Same house. And um, while we were there, they showed me the Crab Fest calendar for, I guess, 2017, which they'll be giving away at Crab Fest 2016. And you and I and Joe are January. <laughs> are we? Are we clothed? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll just say this: I can see your bocce balls. <laughs> no, a first, calendar first, that's pretty cool. Does it yeah. span like many eras or years of this thing? Because I, I know they were doing that for a long, long time. Yeah, I, I think it's just the. I think it's made up of pictures from the last one. I think that's how they do it. But no, oh, uh, okay. So, oh, yeah, so this we, isn't the first time they've made one of these. No, no. So we are officially the January folks. All right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Sweet. So 
Yeah, so that's there's some fame for you right there. Yeah, that's kind of spontaneous publicity that makes people. <laughs> that's exactly right. Bet more people read this than the phone book. I'm putting that on my resume. January this, and grab that on my ass. I'm going to tattoo that on my ass. <laughs> Is you have so many other tattoos there? Do you have any room? It's like a phone book down there. Yeah, that's right. It's alphabetical though, so that was kind of cool. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I just thought that was really neat. They they showed it to me, and um, it's us just kind of looking. <laughs> Looking happy, but introverted and a little dorky. Mm-hmm. So pr- pretty pretty normal. Total pinup material. Yeah, completely. But that's about all I have for follow-up. I was, uh, right before this, I was watching uh, Naked and Afraid, which I tend to watch. Um, I try not to watch, and then I get sucked into watching. And uh, it's kind of an... Uh, do you know anything about the show? I know something about the state of mind. But there's a show? Mm. Yeah, there's a show where two where they pick a, a man and a woman and they've tons of um applicants with various survival ability and they place them in uh together in some setting, usually jungly, uh sometimes beachy, uh, and they have to survive naked together for twenty one days. Hmm. So it's and at first you're like, ooh, naked people. And then it, you, you know, after a few seasons, you're like, wow, I, how? <laughs> you sort of get it. Like the, the titillation of this is like, this is, this is sucks, man. How would, <laughs> I would not last a day. I mean, you have no clothing on in the middle of the jungle. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, well, uh, are they not permitted to fashion any? They can fashion clothing, yes. Okay. And, and some of, some of them do fashion clothing, shoes. Usually, is the first thing. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah, yep, yeah. And then so something to w- protect the naughty bits, right? Yep. So I was just, uh, I was just being sucked into that before this, and because there were two people mm. that had no idea what they were doing. It sounds really uplifting. I think it'll dovetail very well with our topic today. You think so? Well, what is our our uplifting topic of the day? Let's take a bit, take a look, find out. My favorite freakout. Have we ever used this? This might be a new segment. <laughs> it's been a while. It's almost yeah. been used uh, 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 recently several times and didn't make the cut. And uh, but no, I it. think it's been used. I think it's been used. Okay. All right. The topic's not quite naked and afraid, but um, no, it's the topic is, uh, is clothed and enraged. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> clothed and anxious. <laughs> clothed and anxious. <laughs> All right. Um, it, it's kind of a follow-on to, uh, I think it was episode 16 when we were talking about um, um, like uh, control and understanding and controlling your world and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I remember that show. I was on that show, right? You were, yeah. It was okay, a mere, yeah. it was a mere fourteen days ago, I believe. It's, yeah, although it yes, seems like I, a lifetime. I can't remember sure a single does. thing about it. No, I remember it. <laughs> but <laughs> I keep having this re- recurring instances of these feelings of being sort of trapped, or just having either 
trapped in where I'm in now or looking back and thinking, well, uh, how much else I should have done something different. It's just a general anxiety level that ebbs and flows. And I think that's not that unusual, but lately it's been getting pretty acute and, and it's probably mm. some kind of a sign of depression, but I just get these daily feelings that options are narrowing and, and it's, they're irrational feelings. And Boy, do I, I relate to this. You do? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And uh, so I've been working on finding ways to break free of these constantly shrinking bounding boxes, which are, are artificially placed around my time, mm -hmm. it seems. Um, and it's, it's just, uh, you know, looking for tools really to, to deal with that. I, I seem to be very driven to maintain a schedule and the schedule keeps getting things added. Nothing ever goes off of it. Mm -hmm. Um, every small derailment leaves me racked with worry to a degree that I actually become unuseful, you know, become useless. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And then you don't get anything and then you get, you know, right. fewer it, things done and then it just makes it worse. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. because it's cause that's all you're thinking about is the things you're not getting done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, just a shrinking of the world. And, uh, I don't know. I feel brittle. Yeah. Yeah. That's too, and that's, you know, that, that I'm sorry to hear that. And it's, I, it is also so familiar to me because I think that's, that's the thing that I battle the most, uh, against that. Mm -hmm. That's how my anxiety shapes itself. All my anxiety shapes itself into, um, there are, you don't have any options or you made, you made the wrong choice and now you don't have any options. Right. Like or, 20 years ago you made the wrong choice. Right. 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 And it's largely uh, irrational, isn't it? I mean. Yeah, it is. I mean. Because you never know. I mean, choices you made 20 years ago, if you made them differently, may have led, you might be dead by now. I mean, there's just like, there's no way right. to tell what would happen if you made different choices in your life. There's right. just no way. And and it, yeah. and 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 the trapped now part is irrational as well yeah, because yeah, yeah. look at all the resources, yeah. you know. Uh, it's <laughs> I've got resources. I've got I've got an awesome family. They're, yeah, they're sure. creative. We're creative. Mm -hmm. We we don't need to do things the same way we've always done them. It's okay. Yeah. At try to reach out of that box, you know, get over it, over top of it. And, uh, I'd really like to look over the thing with a wider viewpoint mm -hmm. and be able to move, to consider moving big pieces around rather than micro adjustments that have been trying to shove into a schedule that resists bending. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's that's a big key. I mean, I'm I'm sort of in that place in my life now too, looking at some of those bigger pieces. And um, you know, uh, Buddhism has an i this this concept of the fixed self, and it's the idea that the more you think of yourself as a fixed, solid, unchanging, unchangeable thing, the more suffering you have. Hmm. 
so the more you're like, well, uh, this is who I am, and I, you know, these are the things that I do, and I, I can't do these things, and I've never done these things, then you just like continually that box gets smaller and smaller and smaller, and then you become this this rigid thing that can't bend anymore. So, right. Well, I feel know. like there's some there's something inside of me fighting against it, and I'm trying to turn that anxiety into something positive. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. And uh, get something happening, you know? Do you have anything in mind? That do, you, you, do you have any ways you're trying to... Yeah, I'm going to take off all my clothes. I'm going to run into the woods for 21 <laughs> days. I think that's going to really break break me out of my box. <laughs> sure. Um, and cause yeah. some rashes. Mm-hmm. Some, yeah. And, Some uh, bugs will will probably crawl into places yeah. you don't want them to. That yeah, happens I mean, a lot. Yeah, but uh, but no, I've yeah, I've just um, well, that's the thing is, uh, it hasn't happened lately, but it, I have had had this anxiety to the point where I'm looking to flee my existence. Jeez, mm-hmm. oh, it's like okay, I'm just gonna flee. <laughs> I'm just gonna, you know. Yeah. There's a shirt on my back, and I've got my wallet. I'm just gonna go mm-hmm. and not come back. You know, kind you mean of. maybe like uh, you know, quit your job and sell everything you own and get in a car and drive to Seattle without a job. Oh wait, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I got to Seattle the first time. Well, that's that's also how so, I got to Columbus. To be quite honest, yeah, yeah. Um, of course, it's much shorter distance right. and it was at a time in my life where the stakes were much lower right 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 than than in your situation but um yeah uh yeah yeah it it's uh but uh, in more of a panicky way i don't think mm-hmm. um i think you had some hope behind what you were doing <laughs> uh, i thought you know what i thought i did but <laughs> as i look back on it i don't think i had it at all because I just well, you, so much. Uh, it's it's true. You didn't stop until you had to because there was no more land. That's exactly <laughs> right. I ran out of land. For, so basically, what happened is, you know, for people, you know, no one knows the story. But I, in 1997, I I quit my job. I sold everything I owned. I was living in Columbus, and I dro- just got in the car and drove. And I thought I was going to end up somewhere in Seattle, but I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I ran out of I ran out of real estate, and um, <laughs> most of my time though that year that I was here before I I left again, I just stayed in my my studio apartment that was so small that my I had no bedroom, so I slept in the closet. Uh, my first place was <laughs> a one one piece of floor thing like that. Oh yeah. yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wrapped myself up in my uh, comforter on the on a mattress in the closet and shut the door. And it was a huge walk-in closet. And you that's got where a I door slept. on your closet? <laughs> yeah, I know. Luxury. But I really, I completely relate to this. I mean, I, I have that, that flight thing is, is in me all the time. And, and it, it, um, well, I don't feel it all the time, but it right. that's that's how it triggers. It's just like I should just get in the car and just start driving somewhere. And uh, I don't 
Right, and I don't do, th- do it anymore, but because yeah. I have people who rely on me now. <laughs> um, yeah, I do it in small ways, like we yeah, talked about before, just to get out and drive. Drive is always great, mm-hmm. but yeah, never thought it ever crosses my mind not to return home within an hour or two. But right. um, but as those things happen more and more, I'm just looking to you know, I think this can be channeled into some positive change, and uh, mm-hmm. so that's yeah. what I'm looking for some positive positive change and maybe that's just a seasonal thing you know uh spring and all that uh-huh yeah i, I for at me least it will be spring when the snow melts off my deck finally <laughs> oh, man. i saw i saw that you guys got snow we yeah and that sucks yeah, um it happens every april yeah typically yeah just one weekend well wow that's uh yeah um what was i gonna say about that yeah, I it's it's interesting because I um I, I'm lucky in that the the person that I'm I'm married to um she is a Buddhist and she has a whole different outlook on things and uh is often just kind of st- stopping me and saying you have options. You have a lot of resources. You have a lot of people around. You have a lot of skills. You have a lot of abilities. You're creative. You know, everything's fine. Like okay, <laughs> oh, because I was freaked out because I only had half a sandwich, but now I'll just. Uh, <laughs> it's like that's what it feels like. The the things that I I <clears throat> kind of panic about are these little, like you said, these little minuscule pieces that I'm focusing so heavily on trying to move into place, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't. Yeah, it just doesn't do much. So, yeah, I had a, a, a scheduling example today, which was. You know, I, you know, I obviously have a full-time job. I do get to work part of the week, you know, from home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to work, you know, when I'm at home. It's not playtime. Right. But uh, this week in particular, there's been a bunch of little scheduling things I've got to do, appointments, and things to run children to. There's, um, there was a three-hour uh, school-related testing activity I had to get my children to. Uh, today. And I'm like, well, how am I going to work for the two and a half, three hours there doing this thing? And um, I just went a little crazy about it. And I just took out the middle row of seats from from murder van. And I took a little folding table with me. (laughs) And the kids, you know, the girls sat in the back seat of the van we go to the place i get them all set up there and they're for their testing thingy and uh uh then i get back in the parking lot get in the van set up my little table set up my laptop and now it's my office wow <laughs> that's kind of cool though is there anything murder van won't do i don't think so no i think it's pretty incredible but it it feels chaotic mm. it feels uh edge you know edge of edge of rational yeah yeah to have done that and so instead of simply planning well there's three hours that you're not going to be working and you'll just make that up later oh or something else it's, it's just this feeling <laughs> that i've got to i've got to keep doing i know at all times at least two things must be happening at all times you know i know and i'm like this too i work at home as well now um I used to work down downtown and then the whole bunch of stuff happened. But among other things, the rents got so high 
in Pioneer Square that we, you know, I ended up just right. working from home now. And I have the same thing. Working from home is, is gets me more than anything else. If I'm, <laughs> if I even like do things like go to the dentist for an hour and a half, I think, well, I've got to, maybe I can check my email. Maybe I can pull, pull off in the park here and check my email real fast and then go home and work tonight till eight. It's like, dude, right. you're out for an hour and a half at the dentist. That's okay. You just right. are out for an hour and a half at the dentist. Like, you know? Right, and how Nobody... effective are you really? I mean, right. what did I get done in the that van? Yeah. I checked some email. I answered some emails. Did I really do anything that couldn't have happened on my phone while I sat there with my legs crossed in a room, you know? Right. Uh, not really. <laughs> so you could get, you could get your, um, your your desire to drive and your desire to work if you could just get someone to drive the murder van around town and you could just work in the back. Yeah, well, I've just got to get one of my kids through driver's ed so I can... Right. Uh, so they, so can they just start drive driving around me around. You work in the back of murder van. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm feeling, you know, I'm I'm angsty, but I'm not... I, I, I think it's going to be... Uh, I'm looking forward to spring, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, long well, and short of it. Yeah, and this is always the point, and I just hit this not too long ago. This is o- what you're saying to me is always the point that I hear myself saying to someone else that I know that like, oh, there's, I'm going to make some kind of change now because once you you can like step away and say, this isn't good, I don't like this, then you can start to kind of try to figure out, you know, what what do I need? Right. Well, and the you know. the path out of trapped is realizing that change that you can make a change right yeah definitely so the other the one thing i was do you have any any more to add to that or i don't um, think so one of the things that that i that actually my wife pointed out uh last week is i i try to make changes one of the things i try to do to make changes is i i set alerts for instance, I've decided that, you know, I ride a stationary bike three times a week or something. And I decided that, okay, I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start taking 15 minutes out of the afternoon and doing it then because I have a lot of energy rather than at night. I want to do it, take a little break and do it and then come back to work. I set up my notifications. My relationship to notifications is that I, it's almost like I forget that I, that I am the one that set them. So they go off and it says, ride the bike. And I'm like, yeah, screw you. <laughs> Who are you to tell me what to do? Yeah. What are you doing telling me? And every single day you tell me this. And I just hit, hit. is it complete? Like, you, yeah, damn right it's completed. I'm not doing that. <laughs> it's like you're the one that set this up, man. <laughs> so all my notifications right now, I'm just like, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm t- treating them like like suggestions you know what you could do right yeah whatever not do <laughs> stupid there's idea a disconnect heard. between your ambition when you set them yeah and your and your appreciation for them when when they actually occur yeah exactly and it can be anything so all of these scheduling notifications and i i've just had to delete all of them just got to the point and i would just get <laughs> just get angry i'm like all day long i'm just getting all these notifications really <laughs> pissing me off 
<laughs> Joe was like, "You, you're the one that did these things." <laughs> or, oh yeah, let's go and delete those. Uh, so yeah. a lot of times, it, the you know the I guess the 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 moral there is that I also have to be careful because as I start to make changes, a lot of times without a lot of <laughs> when thought, I, maybe yeah. Or a lot of times when I'm when I'm in the crap where I'm just like I'm working I'm like I can't stop mm-hmm. I need to do this stuff and my good intentions from when I was in a good space come in and they're like hey it's you've it, it's three o'clock you said you're going to take a five minute break every hour I'm like I can't afford that whose stupid idea was that <laughs> <laughs> so I have to like. Every day is well, like well, you know. I, you, I think the right thing to do is to is to find a couple you can set and stick to. Yeah, until it doesn't feel like act. such a a just horrible one, thing maybe. when they happen. Yeah, yeah. I think just one, and then I have to to make an agreement with myself that like, you know, Joe and I talk about past and future selves, so we're always like, um, this is going to be a gift to future William. <laughs> we'll say. Or we'll say, boy, past William really screwed us up. <laughs> so uh, I just have to like make a, you know, when I do this, I'm like, all right, future William, listen, this is past William. <laughs> We're making an agreement, you and I, that you have to hold to it. So I think I just got it better about it. But it just, it wasn't even, my reaction was just so bizarre because it wasn't even like, I was like, oh yeah, I was supposed to do that thing. I'm not doing that. It was like a third party. It's just like, what is this? What's going on with my Mac? I'm getting these weird notifications. I'm getting spammed by notifications. <laughs> so yeah. Well, I I hope that all works out for you. I'm I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to spring too, and I'm eager to hear uh, what changes um, might come out of this. And uh, you know, I'm I'm definitely in that same ballpark too. I'm looking to make some changes too. So. Well, hopefully, I'll you know, won't be on a different continent. Operating under a different name or anything <laughs> like that. Right. <laughs> Be something I can do a little more local. Right. <laughs> you mean <laughs> you mean you won't go to Africa and Yeah, the you know, uh live in the country of Africa, you know, there's just <laughs> the country of Africa, right. Oh man. Well, um, Shout, I guess we should move on then, should we? I'd if, love if to. <laughs> to. Me too. What? I don't know. Who came up with that stupid topic? It wasn't us. Okay, well, Making us talk on. about that. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's do some music or something. All right. Music in rear view. Keeping with our uh, downtrodden theme a little bit. <laughs> Here is <laughs> looking back to maybe um talking a little about early heartaches mm. and um and uh having uh, romantic crushes on uh on performers that we came across as younger people. Yes, yes. And uh we've each picked one and uh and I think we'll why don't we start with uh with mine, which okay. were I'm pretty sure this was my first um crush period, not just music musician crush. Um and this was a record that my parents had 
by uh, Linda Ronstadt. It's an album called Heart Like a Wheel. And these are all basically heartache, heartbreak songs on this album. Uh, and I just loved it. And I played it a lot and uh, was very smitten with uh, Miss Ronstadt. Okay. Huh. Um, I don't think I've ever heard this. I mean, I've heard of Linda Ronstadt, obviously. But yeah, I, th- I think these will, will ring a little bit of a bell. We'll start with the... Uh, with the probably the most rockin' upbeat song on it. Uh, it's called When Will I Be Loved? Wow. Okay. <laughs> Let me check my calendar. Through you'll be loved at three fifteen next Tuesday. Okay, got it on the calendar. Great. Okay, problem solved. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Moving on. Next song this is a title track. Uh, getting more in the uh, the mood of the rest of the material on it. It's called Heart Like a Wheel. All right. When harm is done, no Oh, that's lovely. Now, think about a 10-year-old boy really digging that. <laughs> All my contemporaries are listening to you know, Casey and the Sunshine Band or something, and this is what I'm digging. Wow, we I think we had similar we had similar weirdnesses in our musical taste at those ages, I think. But uh, I like it a lot. I think that's a, that's really beautiful. Even It really holds up, actually. Oh, yeah. She, she's... Um, uh, Linda Ronstadt played in a bunch of genres throughout her career. Definitely moved from the folk and country into stuff like this more contemporary adult, and did all kinds of different kind of music. She tried to do pop in the eighties. Is fairly successful. 
Um, but then went back into adult contemporary stuff and um, uh, then went and had a Latin streak. I think there were a couple albums that were uh, Latin influenced. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, I was really digging that music. I was really digging Linda. She's very, just, uh, was into it. Now, did you, did you, I assume you saw like pictures of her or did you just, uh. Oh yeah. Well, she's yeah. extremely photogenic and her, her album covers are great. Um, and matter of fact, I had a poster of hers. Um, oh, okay. It's a fairly f- famous poster. She's. Um, it's a profile shot, but she's looking at the camera over her shoulder and she's got a big white flower in her hair. And oh, I think I've seen this. Yeah, I, that's a, that's, I think it's a pretty famous, uh, poster, I think. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, we had that, or I got it at some point. And at one point when I was 12 or so, and I got a, uh, uh, one of those 125 point-and-shoot cameras that used the 125 size film, cartridge right. film. Yeah. Uh-huh. Took square photos, you know, like Polaroids, right. but they weren't instant. Right. Uh, and I took a picture of that poster, <laughs> but I had taken a little piece of paper and written the word sex <laughs> on the piece of paper and put it. In the frame of the picture, <laughs> it was like, this is what this is to me. <laughs> so, so many questions. So many questions. <laughs> is it, it was like, is it like, it's like in the dictionary, post- sex. See, see this Linda Ronstadt poster. Was it a post-it note for later? Uh, <laughs> remember, sex. This is what it looks like. This is what I want sex with. Wow. <laughs> which is all you young which anyone is, who's younger listening, this is our this was what we had to do for pornography right here. We had to <laughs> we had to write our own pieces of paper on posters and take pictures of it. Or just randomly go in the woods and look for it under logs. <laughs> That's and yes, it was surprising and, how often you'd find it. I, you know what? <laughs> it was. And did I did I talk to you about this before? Yeah, um, I don't think so. You used to you used to, when you go went walking, and I know you have your own story about it. I I was thinking about this the other day when you used to walk around your neighborhood, you'd find pornography everywhere. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. You don't see it now. I was walking down the street once with uh, some sixth graders, and we found a pack of pornographic playing cards just on the street. Hmm. Greatest moment of our lives, really. <laughs> but I, 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 it's kind of amazing just how many, you know, playboys and penthouses you just like. Oh, there's one over here in the, you know, in the bushes behind this abandoned building, or in right. in the in the woods under a log. It'd just be like, right, yeah. So somebody's yeah. coming out here, right, to their log, right. And are are they fourteen or are they? 57 i mean (laughs) right you know regardless it's unseemly but yeah yeah definitely but i guess it was harder to hide you nowadays it's easier to hide those things but 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 (laughs) despite my um juvenile reaction to the poster i (laughs) 
the, <laughs> it just, I also liked how clinical it was. It wasn't even like you didn't write any. It's just like sex. <laughs> what a geek. <laughs> it's great. Dear Linda. Sorry, you Sex. <laughs> but At least you didn't have like a label maker or something. Right. Dis- despite that, I really connected with the music. I got the emotion of it. It, it mm-hmm. affected me. I was like, I can feel heart break you know before i <laughs> a decade before i'm good i'm gonna experience it in any meaningful way in real life that's really that's really fascinating yeah yeah so we got another artist uh yours you want to we announce? do it so uh, before i say that i'll just say you know when when we sort of talked about this i realized that i um my my early crushes were all tv stars mm-hmm. uh or movie stars I had, and I'll just just list some of these quickly. I had a this the the biggest crush in the world on Haley Mills, who starred in The Parent Trap. Hmm. So, if, uh, well, put that in the show notes. You can check her out. I was just like completely head over heels for Haley Mills, um, Christy McNichol. Ah, me too. Oh my God, Christy McNichol just killed me. You know who supplanted uh, her for me? She she was my top until Valerie Bertinelli showed up. Oh, Valerie Bertinelli. Yeah. Here's another one. <laughs> I'm right there with her there. And, uh, you know, for me, I, I like Joe on Family Ties, which is also bizarre because now I'm married to a Joe. <laughs> um, those were just some of them. So I would watch these shows as a kid. And musically, I was into bizarre things. I was into the Beach Boys <laughs> when everyone was... <laughs> was listening to different music or the Beatles or whatever. So uh, my, um, as we talked about it before, my, my first musical crush when I was very young was Tony Tennille, Captain and Tennille. We talked about that on a previous yes. show. Um, and then I hit this phase when I was in uh, high school and going into college where I just, discovered female singer songwriters and just fell like madly in love with a lot of them. And, uh, no one, uh, really affected me as much as Tori Amos did. Mm. Um, I got to meet her twice. Um, got to hug her once, which was pretty cool. Wow. Uh, Back. Cool. Yeah. It was back in the days, you know, her first tours, she would just come out and meet everyone and she'd hug everybody. So uh, I got to to hug her, and I got to talk to her a little bit, and um, have her autograph someplace. And uh, small enough places that that could happen. Yeah, then yeah, you just walk out the walk out the back. Uh, mm-hmm. There's there's a place in I'm sure it's not there anymore. It's a place in Columbus called the Newport. Mm-hmm. No, it's and that's there. yeah, it's still there. Yeah. That's where we saw the little earthquakes tour. Mm-hmm. That's fairly big. Yeah, but it it. It wasn't very filled, mm-hmm. and she—I'll st- never forget it because I was already just madly in love with her. And she stopped the performance because we were making too much noise, and then she told us off <laughs> <laughs> because it was a bar. And she's like, "You cannot do this. I'm singing up here," and everyone then shut up. And I was like, "Wow, she's really awesome." So yeah, Tori Amos was it was it for me? Just a such a big influence. Yeah, and uh, you've picked a song from her uh, probably most um, 
most uh, eponymous record. Yes. Um, Little Earthquakes. This song is thematically similar to what we just listened to. This is uh, called Winter. Mm Mm-hmm. Just great. Still gives me chills. Yeah, me too. That was that was special. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, uh, yeah. No. I yeah. what? No. Yeah. What, what did I? Didn't <laughs> Didn't you once tell me too that um, <laughs> when Tori Amos was playing in your house, you knew you were in trouble? Well, yeah. I think that's a universal <laughs> a universal sign if the. If your significant other is playing little earth has little earthquakes playing, um, you probably should leave them alone for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Yep, that is it. That is true. Um, So she is still active. She's still putting out things. I I I don't think she gets much airplay anymore. But um, some of it's pretty good. mm -hmm. Some of her her later stuff is still great. So. uh, yeah. Crushes. Yeah, I know. I even got to touch mine. So there you go. You know, kind of weird. And I think I, I told you the the crush that I, the weirdest crush, the weirdest singer-songwriter crush that I had was Jewel, which um, it was just a bizarre, I, I, <laughs> well, she's fantastic. She is, but the reason I didn't know anything about her, I was just was in the, uh, uh, CD store. I think it was a uh, CD. CD and, um, store. CD store. What CD? That rings a bell. <laughs> hmm. They they were compact disc media, mm. and they used to have stores that sold them. Uh, and I just I saw her picture, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna buy this. <laughs> Didn't you know anything about it? I'm like, oh, hello, you coming home with me? <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible that we do that. It is horrible. I liked your music though, but so yeah, it worked out. Kind of lucky, right? But I don't know how many times I would be like, "Oh, hello, you're I'm picking that album up." Right, and, and all I had is 
And she yeah, had one picture. Right. And she, and I think Tori Amos too, you know, got a lot of ridicule for their earnestness. And I yeah, never, yeah. I never thought it was insincere. I always appreciated no, I it for what it was. And it didn't come across to me as sophomoric or childish. It came across to me as artistic and mm-hmm. important because it, it helped you feel. It, definitely. And, you know, I hadn't really thought about this, but you listen to you listen to thing to the things that Tori Amos was saying on her album now, and it it's just it's very sort of oh it's very like empowered and feminist and you know I don't think we would say that about people now. Back then, it was sort of a weird. Some of the things she sang about was like whoa, <laughs> no one has ever done this stuff. Like what's <laughs> right? Well, just in general, being particularly deep or or emotional was not in in vogue for an awfully long time yeah 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 definitely so yeah i mean you're right thematically i think i think it shares definitely um some themes there with i mean winter is not a particularly yay happy song so well no i think the whole album and the way you listen to it in order and it's true of heart like a wheel too you listen to it in order and there's an arc yeah to the to the emotion in it um what i also think is interesting in both these cases we discovered these you know decades apart these records Mm -hmm. are but they're around the time i i think in both these cases they're the most iconic albums of of the of those two performers yeah, I think so too. Definitely, and, and they're similar thematically. I, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could make a composite album called um, "Heart Like a Little Earthquake" or something. <laughs> <laughs> little wheel? No. <laughs> little wheels? I don't know. It doesn't sound sound quite right. Or just go. Uh, just no, go with I, heart yeah. earthquake. <laughs> heart earthquake. Um, no, I agree. I, I, in fact, uh, I, th- I think their singing styles is, is share some commonality too. So that's mm-hmm. really interesting from a thematic standpoint. Yeah. The um, one different, um, pretty big difference. Um, Linda didn't, I don't know that she ever really wrote any of her own material. Whereas, oh, um, she said, Tori okay. is definitely in the singer songwriter category. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Celinda so wrote, uh, sang other people's songs then. Yes, okay. I, I don't see any yeah. evidence that she ever did anything other than that. Okay. All right. So Tori wins. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's the takeaway. So, yeah. On what that are you note, playing with over there? I hear, I hear you. Oh, uh, I was just stuff. I'm getting nervous again and antsy and, you know. Well, I'm sorry you're antsy. Maybe, uh, Got a lot See? of nervous energy right now. <laughs> yeah, you too. Wow, Linda Ronstadt still does it for you, I guess. <laughs> Whew. So uh, why don't you why don't you go ahead and tell people how they can uh, contact us to well why don't I about let's how completely <laughs> inappropriate we've been for the past hour and a half. Yeah, let's let's put an end to this. Uh, you can find our show notes uh, for Up and Overcast over on upandovercast.com and on Facebook at Up and Overcast. Um, we post 
full show notes both places. Um, and you can also email us, uh, take it very slow, at podcast at upandovercast.com. So there's and two ats. There's an at before. I knew you'd catch that. <laughs> Here's our email address. How's that? Podcast at upandovercast.com. I think Not I've got Benedict it. Cumberbatch.com, but up and overcast. <laughs> I think I've got it. <laughs> Good. Oh, speaking of yearnings. Do you ever miss yearning for things you have absolutely no experience with? Well, that would pretty much define my entire high school life where I was yearning for women and had no idea what they were. Mm. Ditto. I like the way we communicate. His eyes focus on my fluffy wave shape. How about a little nut brown maiden? <laughs> you can never have, you can never have too much nut brown maiden if you ask me. <laughs> I like you. I like having you with your keyboard. It's like I'm in a a really, really bad jazz bar at three yeah, in the morning. That's what it's like. You're like, yeah. Let me tell you a little bit, a little something about closed systems. 